You're listening to Getting Started with NFTs, super powered by NFT365, a curated collection of episodes specifically for the NFT newbie, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. Getting Started with NFTs is super powered by the ADHD coin on Rally.io. Here's your podcast episode and your host, Brian Fenzo. All right, on this episode, we are going to break down really the three accounts that you need uh, to not only get started, but uh, the three types of accounts that you need to really you know, understand kind of the methodology and the mechanics behind uh, NFTs. And I will tell you, you know, everyone has their own preferences. You know, not only is this not financial advice, but I, I'm really just sharing with you um, what works best for me at the moment, what I'm currently using. Uh, but you know, you can kind of test out the different, um, you know, ones in each of these uh, scenarios. And so, uh, the first one you probably have heard a lot about, and it's usually the one that people start with. But uh, it's it's for me, it's one that you know, right now going with. Uh, the mo- most popular solution just seems to be the right one, and that is your your digital wallet, uh, which is where um, your NFTs, even your crypto, um, will be stored. It's something that you are the uh, owner of. There is no uh, master repository of who you can reset the password with, um, and so those you know they come in uh, some different forms. But uh, MetaMask is the one that seems to be the most popular. It's the one that I uh, prefer, you know, over all the others that I've tested. I currently I think I have four or five uh, different types of wallets. There's a, a Coinbase wallet. There's a Rainbow wallet. Uh, Gemini wallet is also another one that I use. But uh, MetaMask seems to be the most, in my opinion, kind of user-friendly when it comes to um, configuration and buying NFTs. I will say um, Rainbow actually does some really cool things backing up to the cloud. But um, when you create a MetaMask, and I want to do a whole episode on uh, creating your MetaMask and securing it, but um, you just have to remember, we've heard this a lot, your seed phrase, which is technically like kind of the master key behind your password um, is something that you have to control. It's something you, that we've, you know, we've, you've probably heard, uh, even if you're not into NFTs, you know, you have to take the, the, the words that it gives and you need to write it down and put it somewhere secure, preferably somewhere that is fireproof. You know, we've heard people, you know, uh, you know, getting them into metal um, so that, you know, it's worst case scenario, because the, the thing about it is if you forget your password or you lock your account out, or even if you have to create a new account on a new device, you must have that phrase. There's no no one else in the world will have that phrase. There's no 1-800 number to call. There's nothing else on that side. Uh, you should not store it in your notes feature on your phone. Um, and you know, yes, I've seen people take a photo of it, but even taking a photo of it, there are some uh, technology out there that's scanning photos for these you know 10 words so that we can use them um, to kind of hijack your uh, your password. And so you know, the, the cool part about this is this, it is more secure because you get to control it. Um, I know some people have gone as far as you know breaking the the seed phrase into two and then putting it into two different uh, lock boxes or you know two different uh, secure boxes. So um, you can do that as well. Uh, I you know I have mine um, in a fireproof box, um, which you know kind of comes in very handy. 
And so that's your your MetaMask. That's your digital wallet. So that's the first of kind of the three accounts that you're going to want to uh, create, especially. And this is mainly focused on uh, Ethereum, uh, not because it's better than all of the other networks, but right now it's the most popular, and that's where really where we're focusing our attention on. Um, the second account is really for me. I I think this one is often overlooked, um, and it's really how are you going to move um, crypto or um, your you know digital currencies between. Um, your hot wallet, which is what that MetaMask is referred to because it is an online wallet, um, and like your bank account. And, you know, there's lots of different options uh, for doing this. Uh, like I said, my personal favorite, um, just because the user interface is the best, uh, is Coinbase. So Coinbase is great. I actually have the Coinbase credit card as well, um, where I can actually put crypto in my Coinbase card uh, and get the interest uh, on that while also using it um, to make purchases uh, in real life. And so Coinbase, uh, you set up a you set up a free account there. Uh, what's really nice about Coinbase, uh, you can you can fund it via PayPal, via you know your um, your bank transfers, and then your initial uh, transfer, your initial funding, um, they will have a hold on it. You know, they, they, just the way that it works. But once that's moved forward, you know, for me, what is really nice is I can take um, any crypto. I can take stuff from my uh, ADHD coin. Um, I can transfer it from uh, Rally. I can transfer it into Coinbase, and then I can. Uh, withdraw it, move it into USD, and then withdraw it into my bank. In a matter of three minutes, I can go from it being an ADHD coin to being in my bank. And yes, you will pay a, a kind of a transfer fee on the back end. And there are lots of options for trying to avoid the fees, lots of options for different ways of doing it. But the way that I look at it is Coinbase makes it easy for me to use. It works really well with my banks. And I can also move things in and out uh, and transfer or trade amongst cryptos um, without any you know direct fee in there as well. And there's a, a premium version, Coinbase Pro. I also use that um, out there. But you know, for me, the second one is just having that funding mechanism to go from bank um, into crypto. And and you can buy um, you know Ethereum directly on MetaMask. I have found that the fees. Um, and the gas prices are often way higher that way. So, you know, that that's kind of my um, my process is, uh, you know, if I'm funding um, my account, I will um, buy the the crypto in uh, Coinbase. Right. And it'll be hit in my Coinbase account. Uh, I will then uh, transfer it to the 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 Ethereum. Right. Which would be the currency that I uh, the crypto that I want to have it in so I can move it. And then I transfer it, uh, you know, from uh, Coinbase into my MetaMask. It usually takes a minute. I think on the the warning page it says it could take up to ten minutes. I don't think it's ever taken uh, more than a minute for me. Uh, and then it's there for me to use in my MetaMask wallet. And I, I will tell you, you know, security is something that's my background, and I, I'm a big believer in not having a single point of failure. And what I mean by that is, don't store your crypto where your NFTs are, and don't store all of your assets all in one wallet or one location, right? So therefore, if if someone happens to get a hold of it, or you forget your seed phrase, you're not out of everything. I think that's an important factor here. And and really, it comes down to us, right? We, we should never give our seed phrase to anyone. Uh, you should also not click on a link, um, no matter who's really selling, sending it, unless you verify that that link is from uh, the right location or the right origin. And so those are the two. We have a MetaMask and we have a Coinbase. And then the third one is uh, OpenSea. Um, I'm sure plenty of people heard about that, this company. I believe they just got an evaluation for $10 billion. That is with a B, $10 billion. And what OpenSea is, is it is a uh, NFT marketplace. And many people get confused. They, they assume like that's where we buy and mint and do all of the things. But it's really what it's doing is you connect your wallet 
and it takes those digital assets and puts them kind of in the collection. And it also allows um, the different project creators to be that that's where they mint and host um, the actual NFTs. But like for, you know, for instance, when I'm, you know, we're doing this 365 mint uh, process, I'm not buying any of these NFTs so far on OpenSea. I'm doing them either on contract, which we'll talk about in a different episode, or um, through their website where I'm actually minting uh, the NFT there. I'm connecting my wallet and then I'm, you know, paying um, the the mint fee and then the gas fee. And then once it's confirmed, I, will, I can then go open up to OpenSea, uh, connect my wallet, and it'll actually be displayed there um, with the collection on OpenSea. And so creating an OpenSea account is, is a free account. You will connect your wallet. Um, I will say that you know, like there are some um, things that you're going to want to just be aware of inside of OpenSea. Um, there's multiple tabs. So when you favorite something, um, it's going to, it'll actually add it to your profile. So everything you've favorited ends up becoming the kind of a uh, public. Um, but I love using favorites to kind of track different NFTs I'm looking at. Uh, there's also a hidden section that they've been improving on um, inside of OpenSea. So if you are sent an NFT that you did not ask for, and especially if it was sent from uh, Polygon, which is the you know the allows you to send or mint uh, NFTs for free, a lot of those are scam. A lot of those are spam, and and they're just trying to get you to click on something and then uh, connect. So they're all, almost always automatically hidden. Now I will tell you some pla- some of the um, you know the the different projects that I've invested in have sent me different free airdrops, right? I got the uh, Playboy Bunny ears um, sent to me for Decentraland. I got the um, the Chibi, Chibi Apes um, sweatshirt for Decentraland. And what actually happened is it actually got sent and then hit uh, was hit, hidden in my hidden wallet because OpenSea wasn't able to verify that that was something I was uh, I wanted. So I just went over to the hidden tab and then I just said, you know, unhide that and it moved it uh, forward. You know, and then there's uh, some collections, and of course, you're gonna set up your profile photo um, and background photo. But you know, most importantly for me, what what I just want us to kind of think about here for this episode is, you know, it can get very complicated, and I understand that you know the security is also a very important thing. But I think security for me is more about just verifying that what you're clicking on and the places you are going. Um, that you go to the right links and right places. Go, you know, even though you've you've maybe you've visited that website ten times, go to the Discord, click on the uh, you know announcements or the official links uh, channel inside of the Discord, and click on the link directly from there. Especially if it's one that you're actually purchasing. Uh, the other the thing I'll tell you is, you know, I currently have a, a three wallet system set up, which I think is a little bit more. Uh, on the advanced side of things that you would do, you know, I have I have a wallet that um, I store just enough crypto to buy whatever I'm buying in that moment. Um, I have a kind of a middle wallet that actually stores um, the NFTs that I might be flipping or that I might be um, you know be more likely to put for sale. And then I have the third wallet, which are the really the NFTs um, that are um, I'm going to hold on to for a long time. And I'm actually using um, a hardware wallet, an, an offline hardware wallet for that. It's called the Ledger Nano X. Um, I'm I'm a fan, um, although I am always a little skeptical when we're talking about security in the hardware sense, because um, you know we do have to trust the hardware vendor that you know there's nothing on these thing on these devices that would um, jeopardize us. But you know I I think for for the most of those that are listening, the way that I like to think of this is that um, you know if you're getting you know getting started and you're you know collecting some NFTs and you're sharing those NFTs, um, all you need is one wallet. All you need is one. I would just have a MetaMask. Make sure you uh, that seed phrase is very important uh, to store it offline uh, and store it somewhere that you know someone won't see it and you won't lose it. 
And then, you know, as you're getting more, um, you know, a little bit more advanced, or maybe your portfolio of NFTs are increasing, uh, maybe you have a second um, wallet that you have NFTs in, and then you're only minting from one wallet. Um, I will say that's probably the thing that I tell people the most is um, the default wallet for me in MetaMask is one that I never use. Let me say that again. My default wallet that I use that, that is set up on MetaMask is one that I never use. And so what I mean by that is when I just open a website and all of a sudden it asks me to connect my wallet, even if I hit connect that wallet, it's not the right wallet that has the things in it that I wouldn't want people to get. And that's just to kind of, honestly, it's idiot proofing myself so that I, just in case I do click on something, the, the thing that I am connecting to would not be the the primary wallet. And it does take a little bit more, you know, a couple more steps to do. Um, but for me, that's just little things like that would be, will help us kind of stay secure. Uh, and so, yeah, those are the three uh, things that I, you know, the ways that I can, I go about um, my process. So it's, you know, pretty simple for me. You know, someone can send me um, Bitcoin. Someone can send me, um, Dogecoin, and uh, you know they send it to my wallet, um, and they can, you know my Fanzo.eth is my uh, is my public wallet. So a Fanzo.eth you could send uh, crypto to or NFTs to if you wanted to, um, and so like that's the one that you know I, I definitely am monitoring that. I do have um, you know an account set up on a couple other places that give me uh, email notifications and push notifications uh, around the you know hey this happened or hey this didn't happen um, as soon as you know. As soon as anything is transferred in or out of my wallet, as soon as even there's a um, anything logged on my blockchain, um, I do get an email right away. That's a little bit of like that checks and balances for me. But um, that's really all you need, right? You need, uh, I would set up a, a way to get money from your bank and a, money, a way to get money to your bank. I would definitely recommend test before you send anything between wallets or between any of these channels, make sure you're testing it in kind of a small amount. And I, I'll kind of give you guys this last story here is I made a massive mistake. Uh, it was back in April. And you know, I have my money over uh, I have my coin at uh, ADHDcoin.com over on rally.io. And rally has I mean, it's a really sweet system. And um, it's very easy for me to um, bridge out my money. Um, and remember, this is on a side chain. So I'm bridging it out to the main the main chain, uh, the main network. Um, but what I had accidentally done was when rather than me sending it to my MetaMask wallet, um, at the time, I decided to send it to Coinbase. And when I did this, Coinbase at the time did not have the rally token um, available to be traded or to be managed on Coinbase. They had it available on their wallet, um, but it was not managed to be in Coinbase. And unfortunately, I copied the wrong wallet address. I hit the button that said, you know, confirm. And I sent $12,000 to uh, a spot that I could not get that no one had. It's just logged. Um, I reached out to Coinbase. I reached out to Rally. And they're like, well, we see it on the blockchain. We know that it was sent, you know, from you to your wallet ID, but your that wallet ID is not set up to um, actually accept or configure that um, uh, that rally coin. And man, that was a kick. Um, it was a lesson for me, and I, I remember being really bummed about it. And thankfully for me, a couple months later, um, rally uh, was put onto Coinbase as a tradable asset. And sure enough, on that day, because it's on the blockchain, remember everything is, there's no way they can remove thing. There's no centralized organization. But as soon as Rally was available um, to be traded on the blockchain, 
that that transaction showed up in my account. And so um, it was a, a really worst case scenario. I did not expect that to happen even when Rally became tradable on uh, on Coinbase. So, you know, I just tell for everyone that's out there, you know, you don't want to have a single point of failure, right? Which means don't put everything in one location. The other thing you want to do is just make sure that when you are clicking on any link that has anything to do with crypto or NFTs or metaverse, just make sure that you're double, triple checking what links you're clicking on because the great thing about decentralization is that there is no one entity that we can blame or that is in control of our data. The downside of decentralization is the only person to blame when we get hacked or we lose our information or we send money our, our coins to the wrong location is ourselves. And so we move away from blaming big centralized entities and we now have to take the control on ourselves in this decentralized world. Hope that helps for everybody. Uh, I'll provide some links um, in the uh, show notes as well. We will have a blog post kind of outlining some of these steps and some of the things that go on to make this all happen. And uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to NFT365, the very first daily podcast that is also minting an NFT every single day, 365 days a year, leading up to 11-11-22. That is November 11th, 22 is when everything will come together and we will uh, sell the 365 mint uh, NFT collection. Um, and hopefully for those that are going to join us on this adventure, adventure part of the whitelist, uh, and those inside the Discord, uh, we'll all uh, make some money. We'll, we'll uh, be the first to ever do this, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for coming on the journey. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to Getting Started with NFTs. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own.